0: Hi, my name is Pete Scazzaro. I want to welcome you today to the Emotionally Healthy Leader podcast. I'm here with Jerry. Hello. And uh, today our topic is building connection when the pressure is on, building connection when the pressure is on. And so again, the nature of this uh, pandemic we're engaged in and still shelter in place for a large part of the country. uh, There's a lot of pressure on our relationship with God as well as our relationship with other people. And so today we want to introduce you to a skill, uh, an emotionally healthy relationship skill that's proved to be uh, really uh, core and foundational for us in discipleship, as well as in uh, our own marriage as well.
1: Right. I mean, I love all the skills, but this one that we're going to teach you today in particular is so practical and so helpful. Um, I, I think of it as spiritual formation practices that we need to learn in order to love well.
0: So let's take a couple minutes to just tell a bit of our story. I'll start, Jerry. You can just you just jump in. Uh, so again, we were Christians for uh, 17 years, bef- and uh, we found ourselves very much stuck uh, in our own relationship, as well as stuck uh, spiritually. Our, our focus up to that point had been almost exclusively on growing in love for God, uh, uh, but we realized that the people we were, our church alone, we weren't. it wasn't translating into greater love for people. And that the quality of love inside the church was not that different than the quality of love outside the church. And so we hit a wall personally, we felt our church hit a wall, and uh, we realized something was significantly missing in our formation. So God met Jerry and I in the midst of our crisis in 1996. And actually it was through the introduction of a, a different skill, a simple one, um, a skill that unlocked for us the ability to connect relationally but we met God most, we didn't just meet each other, we met God. And it got, it launched us on a journey that we call today Emotionally Healthy uh, Discipleship. And that's when we realized that emotional health and spiritual maturity cannot be separated, that it wasn't possible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. And uh, so it, it launched us on this journey of developing a discipleship that addressed relationships. And I know my whole life was transformed, our marriage was transformed, and our church began to get significantly transformed uh, in 96. We began to bring this in. And, uh, I mean, so much scripture at that point opened up for me in terms of seeing how, you know, people like Paul would say that, you know, you can speak in the tongues of men and angels. If you don't have love, you've got nothing. Uh, And I realized that I personally was not invested in growing in relationships the way I was invested in growing in God. And I saw the contradiction of that. I saw that I was an emotional infant in a number of relational areas. And so uh, that journey into what we call emotionally healthy relationships uh, was such a game changer for me in terms of made the Bible come alive. uh, My relationship with God was transformed, our relationship as well as you know, our whole church and leadership as well.
1: Right. And I think the um, the skills were so powerful. Actually, they were a, a significant awakening, a painful awakening for me, but grateful for it because up until that point, Pete and I had been leaders in the church for, you know, several years and thought we had a certain amount of spiritual maturity, But when you really looked closely uh, and examined our maturity in the light of how well we loved ourselves, each other, other people, and, of course, that all translates into really how you love God, Mm -hmm. it was really shallow. That was a painful awakening. And so the skills enabled us to begin to take very practical steps of learning how to love. And I always say the thing about the Bible is that it tells us to love. Mm-hmm. Um, it tells us to do things like be quick to hear and slow to speak and speak the truth and love and be peacemakers, et cetera, et cetera, but it doesn't exactly tell you how to do that. And so these skills are powerful really for, for several reasons. One, because we're going to show you actually how to walk out love, how to mm-hmm. actually do it practically. And then secondly, I realized the skills are powerful because they are ways in which God speaks to us. Hmm. He he hears us, listens to us. Uh, The the things that we're gonna be teaching you and you're gonna be hopefully doing with others are the ways that God is towards you. Hmm.
0: And we spent actually almost two decades uh, developing skills because we saw the power of it in terms of applying our theology. And uh, so we travel all around the country. We spend tens of thousands of hours uh, in developing skills to apply the Bible, actually, and transform how we do relations with the new family of Jesus. So, uh, Jerry, why don't we just launch right into uh, the first skill? And don't you tell us why the community temperature reading, or CTR, is uh, our foundational skill? Uh, And then begin to just, you know, pick it apart and explain it.
1: The community temperature reading on the surface looks very basic, but actually it's very profound, especially the more time you spend living into it and doing it. It is made up of five areas. Um, Actually, you share with another person or or two or more are gathered. The community temperature reading is used for you and one or where there's two or more. But. The five areas that you share in, now these five areas are significant because there are five areas that are significant to our human relating and they're glaringly missing from, I would say, most of our churches because most of us did not grow up in families that did these things. So the areas are appreciations, puzzles, complaints, new information, And hopes and wishes so those are the five areas again looks basic on the outside but very very say it
0: one more time Jim. the five areas you're gonna create a structure with this skill
1: yeah so there's a structure in which you are going to uh, hopefully practice with another person how to share uh, appreciations how to share puzzles and I'll explain what that is in a few moments how to make a complaint in a healthy way how to express new information and why new information is important to relationships. And then finally, how to express a hope or a wish.
0: Can we just jump in for a second before you dive into each one? What we're doing here is, is the power of this skill and like uh, the other skills as well is we're doing spiritual formation in relationships. And so what this community temperature readings or CTR is, uh, Jerry's gonna explain to you in just a moment, there's a structure to it, uh, like a training wheels and a bicycle to help you begin to relate, speak, and listen differently that perhaps you learned in your family of origin going back generations.
1: Yeah, and I feel like I'm, I'm growing even in my understanding of the skill in that it is a spiritual practice mm. to actually appreciate people. It's a spiritual practice to not make judgments about people or to do mind reading, to not to not mind read. It, it, it to, to watch over your own thoughts. It's a spiritual practice to express uh, something that you don't like in a really healthy way, it's a spiritual practice to express your hopes and wishes. And so I'll, I'll unpack that a bit of where as along.
0: But Jerry, what would you say to me? And I, I represent like a lot of people. Hey, you know, I, I do a lot of spiritual practice. I pray, I fast, I read the Bible, I worship, I have fellowship. Uh, I don't think what you're talking about is really, a, how is that a spiritual practice?
1: Because we're we're doing a spiritual practice is something that's enabling you to live a life rooted in Christ, hmm. where you are receiving his love, giving his love. And these skills are practices because that's exactly, they're helping root me deeper in the love of Christ that I might receive his love and give his love.
0: Okay, good. Hi. Okay. Okay. Take us into it, honey.
1: Okay, so the first area are appreciations, and appreciation is a way of expressing um, gratitude for and seeing, seeing and saying something uh, when someone has done something for you. And so, for example, it's just you know simply, uh, you know, I, I for example, I really appreciate my son-in-law and daughter empty the dishwasher every morning. You know, I appreciate. Uh, my son-in-law's morning routine with the kids. Uh, I appreciate that they as a couple do this massive sweep through the house at night and really clean up and put things in order ready for the next day. So those are just you know, some examples. The thing about appreciations are in our culture, ordinarily, we think them sometimes when a person's gone above and beyond the, you know, the call of duty, but most of the time we don't express them. Mm -hmm. But the reason they're so profound is because when you're expressing an appreciation, you're actually seeing that person. You're saying, I see you and I am grateful for you. Mm -hmm. I see you. It's a big deal to see another person and not take them for granted. And we also now know from neuroscience that when we express appreciations and affirmation, that the brain lights up. So this is a part of God's, it's just the way God wired us to give and receive appreciations.
0: So it's interesting because, because one of the names of God is he's the God who sees. Yes. And so what we're inviting you to do is, again, as you, we want to invite you to do this community temperature reading, is to actually see as God sees the people that you're living with or some close friends that you're in in touch with.
1: Right, don't just think, well, first of all, don't just wait until they go above and beyond the call of duty. And uh, don't just think it in your head, actually express an appreciation. Good. Okay, secondly is the area of puzzles. A puzzle is a way of expressing something that is going on in your mind uh, because you, you, because someone has done something or not done something that you thought maybe they would or should or didn't or whatever. So you begin to place a judgment on it. Now, the word puzzle keeps you from judgment because most of the time, for example, uh, you text someone and a lot of texting going on during this COVID-19, right? Because we can't be with each other. Uh, lots of lots more body language or stuff going on because we can't be face to face. But regardless, let's take that as an example. You text someone, they don't return your text. What is the story you begin to tell yourself? Well, most of us begin to tell ourselves things like, um, "You know what? I knew they were upset with me, or or they're just being passive aggressive, or they're rude." In other words, when we're left to our own human nature, we usually begin. And when we don't know for the fact what happened, we begin to interpret negatively. It's human nature to interpret negatively. Uh, The problem is you really don't know. And so now you're telling yourself a story in your head that very likely may not be true. But now for you, it is the truth. And that impacts your behavior, and now all of a sudden you're going to start avoiding this person or being maybe passive-aggressive towards them. So this area of puzzles is about avoiding judgment without all the facts, which a large percentage of us do naturally. And so here here are some examples of ways that we can uh, express puzzles. Uh, In my house right now, I'm puzzled why no one takes out the recycling when the bin is filled, unless I ask them to. I'm puzzled why no one does it on their own. Or, uh, I'm puzzled why three of my siblings have not contacted me about getting quotes for renovations that need to be done in our mother's house. Or, you know, maybe you're puzzled as to why your spouse is using your office space when they had their own office space, whatever. But puzzle is a beautiful uh, spiritual practice because you're avoiding judgment. We, We don't want to jump to judgment. And I'm often quoted as saying the word puzzle has cut my sinning in half because I can be very judgmental. I can jump to my own conclusion about why somebody did something or why they didn't do something that I was expecting without having checked it out. And so now we've got this beautiful, beautiful word called I'm puzzled. And when I begin to find my heart moving towards wanting to judge somebody because they didn't do something or they did do something, and in this COVID-19 quarantine environment with each other, there's a a lot of questioning why somebody did something or didn't do something. But now when I find myself looking at that bin full of recycling, and my heart begins to sort of move towards judgment as to why the rest of the family hasn't done anything about it, the word puzzle just catches me. And Mm. I say my heart, I I don't know. I have no idea why no one else is doing it. And so I'm going to just ask them and express my puzzle. Hey, I'm puzzled why you guys aren't taking out the recycling when you see it full. So, So, you know, okay. Good. Okay, next. The next area are making complaints.
0: So we have appreciations, puzzles, and now complaints.
1: Right. Complaints. I mean, uh, we live in an imperfect world. And so we're going to not only have, not only going to be expressing appreciations, there's going to be complaints. That is, there's going to be things that is in human nature we don't like. And it's perfectly okay to not like something. That's kind of part of who we are. I don't like The things that I don't like are different than the things that Pete doesn't like. And it doesn't make them wrong. It just is. But it's important to be able to express it. So the problem with complaints, usually, is that, number one, Actually three. First of all, we don't think we're allowed to because most of us grew up thinking, well, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, which isn't true. It's just that we have to learn how to say it. And so the second thing is you're not allowed to just make a complaint because if you just make a complaint, like, um, I might say to Pete, um, I can't believe you turned the thermostat down again without talking to me, um, well that's a criticism and so most of our complaints come out as blame and criticism so the third thing is you you're, you can't just make a complaint you have to actually say what you want instead that's taking responsibility it's a, it's a it's a beautiful adult thing that i'm not just saying what i don't like but i'm taking responsibility for what i want instead so for example
0: look at the sentence. Um, i noticed oh I yeah preferred.
1: yeah so we have a we have uh, uh, Virginia Satir introduced the the woman who created this skill, introduced the sentence stem I notice and I prefer. So, for example, I might say, um, you know, I, honey, I noticed that when you and I, on the days that we do the deep cleaning of the house and we split up the responsibilities with Christy and Jesse, that it's, it, it seems to me that you and I have more of the load of the deep cleaning and so I prefer that we revisit that with them and divide the labor more equally, you know? Or um, I, I notice that when they feed the kids at 5 o'clock, well, they, 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 I notice they want to feed the kids at 5, but they don't stop working till 5. So there's a lot of confusion. Yeah. So I prefer, I would prefer that they either feed the kids later or stop work earlier. So anyway, just some ideas towards... Yeah.
0: So in this third category, we're giving a sentence stems, I notice and I prefer, because, again, we're doing formation of doing relationships differently in the new family of Jesus.
1: Right. I I notice our daughter, Eva, sometimes uses our car without asking first, and I prefer that she would check in with us first to make sure that's fine and that nobody else needs it. Okay. There are some examples. Okay. The next area is new information and very simply new information is important so that you stay, um, in tune and up to date with what's ever going on. Because when you're not up to date with current information, it's like a, like a, a clash in the relationship. So for example, somebody's meeting time that you're all sharing. A lot of you are sharing work space right now in your homes. Well, one person's meeting time changed and they forgot to tell the other person and that can just create havoc, stress, anger. And so new information is simply saying, hey, I've got some new information. My meeting time has changed. So can you Can I have your office? Can I have the office space a little longer? Or can you take care of the kids a little longer? Whatever adjustments need to be made. Or, hey, honey, uh, the baby only slept 30 minutes this morning, so he's going to need another nap this afternoon. Or for me, I might say something like, hey, new information, guys, I'm exhausted today, so let's order out tonight. Okay, new information is really important for keeping relationships healthy.
0: Okay, so we, got four, we have five categories. We've done the first one was appreciations. The second was puzzle. The third was complaints uh, with uh, suggestions for change. And the fourth is new information. that was the fifth category?
1: The, the fifth category are hopes. And hopes are really important because a, a hope is a very personal thing. When you express a hope, we're getting a glimpse into your soul. And keeping your hopes alive is keeping your soul alive in a sense. So there have been times when, there have been many times when a person never in their life had shared a hope with someone else. I've had the privilege of sitting with people who are expressing their hopes for the very, very first time with tears because nobody ever asked them, you know, what are your hopes? Hopes and, so, and dreams. Hopes and dreams. Hopes, wishes, dreams.
0: And it can be small or big, right? It
1: can be small. They can be big. They can be uh, something you want now or something in the distant future. But hopes are so important to uh, oxygen, really, to your soul and to be able to express them. And not only that I express them, but when I hear Pete's or other family members or friends' hopes, I can then have um, participation in helping helping that come alive. So, for example, some of my hopes are, well, I hope a vaccine is found for this virus sooner than later. I hope I can stay in tune that my spirit can stay in tune with God's spirit uh, as to what he's doing in the midst of this pandemic. Uh, I hope it's not in the too distant future that our daughter and son-in-law can get uh, hired childcare, care, okay? And that we don't have to do it long, long term. And I hope, I hope, I hope I can swim this summer. So anyway, those are just some examples of my hopes.
0: All right, why don't we just do a brief demonstration, Jerry, you okay. and I. So if you were in front of us, everybody, we would have a, if you were in person, uh, we would show you a thermometer, community temperature reading, with mm-hmm. these five areas in it. Uh, I'll put it on the uh, Twitter and Facebook, and uh, I'll talk to you about where you can get access to it. but. So we're gonna we're gonna actually go, we're gonna take these five categories one by one, just like we're sitting at a dinner table. Jerry and I are having a conversation, and I'll say, Jerry, can we do a community temperature reading together? Sure, honey. Yes, and uh, we'll go up one by one. So let's just start with Jerry with uh, appreciations. Okay, I'll go for, I really appreciate. Uh, I so appreciate the way you're doing meals, the amazing meals you're doing for all of us uh, uh, each night, and just the way you are. You're like the leader of the house, and uh, just organizing the six of us, uh, the way you do. And I, I appreciate the initiative and your gifts and your love for us to do that.
1: Thank you. I, I'm just pausing here to kind of take that into my heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I appreciate that. He appreciates it.
0: Uh, I,
1: do. I appreciate you showing up on time each day, uh, for our childcare time, like three o'clock, you know, I know it's like approaching, it's five to three. You might be in the car, uh, having quiet time someplace. You might be working in a different part of the house. You might be outdoors trying to find time alone, but you always show up on time. And I really appreciate good. that.
0: Okay, good. All right, great. Second category puzzle. I'm puzzled that you thought we were, we were recording this podcast at 11 o'clock today. Uh, versus now, which is uh, four, four thirty, because I thought I thought you did understand, or we had talked about the fact that I was going to write in the morning, and that I wanted that block of time, and then we would do this later. So I'm just puzzled how that got miscommunicated between us.
1: Yeah, I'm puzzled too. Good. Yeah. Um, I'm puzzled why you haven't asked me any follow-up questions about that raised garden bed. That I asked for for my birthday. Mm-hmm.
0: Good puzzle, honey. I'm on it. Thank you. All right. Uh, okay. Complaint with suggestion for change. Uh, I notice, honey, that you are reading and staying up later than me almost every night at this point because you're, you're you're reading. I, I end up falling asleep earlier, and that you've just begun a, a book uh, by Mitchener of a thousand pages mm-hmm. plus about Hawaii. And so I would prefer, since this seems to become more the norm, that you would figure out a light situation of reading that the light wouldn't be such a big light in our room, that it'd be kind of a more focused light, maybe even on a Kindle, something that would make it less bright for me as I'm falling asleep.
1: Okay, well, that's, that's good to know. I'll <laughs> think about that one. Um, I, I notice right now that... Uh, you don't have a regularly scheduled time to talk to me about like EHD work stuff. And I pre- I would prefer if there were uh, daily scheduled times for work conversation, because there just always seems yeah. to be new information that is important for me to know and I'm not up to date with. So I would, that's what I yeah. Good.
0: I- I'd like that too. Okay. Yes, honey, thank you. I, fourth category, new information. My new information is uh, I am doing a Zoom with my two brothers and sister uh, this coming Friday night uh, with them. You know, live Zoom. Account. And that's for them, you know, to organize that for them with their limits technologically. It's exciting.
1: Okay, great. That's great. My, actually, my new information has to do with uh, friends and virtual So, you know, we meet every week, usually on Saturday, and Mm -hmm. we didn't last night. So we're actually meeting today, uh, tonight at 7.30. Okay, Okay? good,
0: good. All right, and finally, hopes and wishes. Uh, I have a hope, a wish that that by next week at this time, uh, I will have crossed over a major hurdle in writing this book I'm writing, and I will have finished a like a like the major chunk of a draft that would be like, it's just a, it's a significant milestone, and it will potentially be a uh, a weight off me, and so I'm really hoping that another week to go. Yeah,
1: I hope I hope you get over that hurdle too, because um, I hope you can make your book deadline that was set for in may correct yes yeah 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 end of may all right oh that seems so so far away um because your yeah books impact yes in books impact our lives and our relationship
0: okay good that's your hope
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay good all right so uh what we want to invite you to is to, to consider doing is that you would actually do a community temperature reading um yourself uh right now during the pandemic and. Uh, in other words, do it with either one other person, two other people, maybe even a small a group at a table uh, at the dinner table. Um,
1: I would start if possible with just one other person mm-hmm. makes it less um, you know less difficult not whatever less complex.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably true. That's good. And what you'll do is you'll face each other you'll you'll take turns. you'll notice that we kept the sharing brief and light. Um, we use sentence stems. And so, again, I want to review them more in time. If you have a piece of paper, I'll, I'll just write this down. The first, it starts with appreciations. I appreciate, speaking in the eye. Second is puzzle. I'm puzzled, second category. Third category is complaints with possible solutions. So, the sentence stem is I notice and I prefer. The fourth is new information. My new information is. And the fifth is hopes and wishes. I hope. Okay, so you'll take turns. We went back and forth. You'll notice that. We didn't interrupt, we didn't respond unless it was very quick. Um, and, uh, we did one category at a time.
1: Yeah. Now this is a big jump for most people, but if you understand the purpose of the skill, then hopefully that'll help because a lot of people want to jump to conversation Yes. and they want to, they want to start, uh, answering and defending and, rea- and reacting to each other. But the purpose of the skill, this is not a conversation. This is a skill to practice expressing yourself so you get a chance for yourself to to express, practice expressing an appreciation. It's practice expressing a puzzle or avoiding judgment. It's practice expressing complaints in a healthy way. That's what this is about. It's not about problem solving or
0: conflict resolution or
1: deep listening. And so there is no need to actually respond to what the other person has to say. Now, when you come to puzzles and they share a puzzle and you have a, you know, you, ha- you, you, ha- you can have a 15 second response to it. That's fine. You know, tell them you can respond to their puzzle they have as to why you did or didn't do something. Or... But if it takes more than 15 seconds, then it's probably you need a different skill than this yes. one. So keep everything light. Whenever you're learning a new scale, skill, you always come up with light examples to begin with.
0: Now, this is our first skill of eight in the, in the Emotional right. and Relationships course. And yet it is so difficult for people i mean we have done this all over the world with so many cultures races culture uh, you know highly educated pastors leaders therapists phd's it it looks simple but it's very difficult
1: right so keep in mind this the purpose serves a speaker to express themselves in these areas and it serves the listener by being a person who's willing to hear how this person is expressing their heart they're, and that's why they're not interrupting they're, they're they're there to be a witness basically to how this person is expressing themselves in these areas so there's no need for defensiveness but it will test your defensiveness if you've never done it before
0: exactly right that's why we call it a spiritual practice that's right you're exactly pu- you're, you're putting off unhealthy patterns of relating that go way back in your family we've had people in shock they've never made a healthy complaint I notice and I prefer we know certain cultures they don't do their appreci- houses ne- never did appreciation they only did criticism
1: well I think that's the norm yes. and so so I, I, I don't know if you're going to end with this but the big question is to ask yourself how did your family do these yes. things because that that your most people were not formed in a way to really see the others in their house yeah. and, and express appreciations and they and a lot of families do mind reading yes as you they do mind reading and they don't do puzzles and yeah. there's a lot of judgmentalism yes. you, you know you know that you know that you know what we're talking about. And very few, I don't know really any families that express complaints in healthy ways.
0: So that's why we're our, our calling to you, our passion for you is that in this season of, of pressure really of this uh, you know stay at home, this social isolation is an opportunity to actually redo the way you do relationships in the new family of Jesus. And it is true each of these five categories, very few families had kind of we learned healthy, Interacting, this kind of like you know, puzzles and new information and appreciations and complaints with requests for change, so we want to invite you to take those five categories and do it with someone.
1: Right, and um, then with the uh, and the long term purpose is that these ways of relating will work themselves out into your daily life. Yes, whenever you're, you know, so it might it might not. It won't always be a structured exercise. It'll be just a way of relating to people. In life. Yeah. So, for example, with my family, sometimes I might just say, hey, guys, I have some new information. Or uh, I'm just expressing appreciations in the moment with people. Or expressing, you know, and I notice and I prefer. I did it the other day. I said to my daughter and son-in-law, hey, I notice you guys are using my tea my big tea mug for your coffee and I prefer that you don't because then my tea tastes like coffee yeah. so it's just it's it's so wonderful to have these skills then be able to work themselves out naturally into a healthy way of relating in all of our life
0: and our conviction is that we want to we want to learn within you know the body of Christ the new family of Jesus and then our people over the years, you're bringing it to the workplace and to school and to neighborhoods and your friendships. It, it's a it's a gift we bring out to the world. Is how do you actually love like, like Jesus loved? And this is one right. great training wheel to get you started.
1: And it's it's a it's changing your heart. Yes. Because you're you're now seeing people because you're appreciating them. It's changing faulty thinking because yeah. you're now not jumping to judgment. I mean, these are real formation practices.
0: And so we want to admonish you don't weaponize it. This, this, anything oh. any tool can be used as a hammer to hurt somebody. Right. Uh, this is meant to be a tool to build.
1: Yeah, so facial expressions, connection. tone of voice, you know if you say, "I'm puzzled why yes. you didn't empty the dishwasher." Well, that's not that's not a real puzzle. You know, yes. again that's your, you know that's your exactly. obviously your voice and your body language is saying that's a judgment.
0: So, listen, pastors and leaders. Let me. Let me. I want to speak to you very directly. Um, I know many of you listening are overwhelmed. Uh, right now, you're running very, very hard. And remember, we cannot give what we do not possess. We can only give what we do possess. And um, we we don't have time not to invest in our own formation in Jesus. And and so we want. I want to invite you and encourage you to get to our website, emotionallyhealthy.org. And we spent years developing the emotionally healthy relationships course with these eight practical, reproducible skills. The first of which you just got exposed to today, the community temperature reading. There's a there's a workbook. There's a DVD that goes with us. It's incre- each of the eight are incredibly powerful. You've had a taste of one today. It's it's actually part two of the emotionally healthy discipleship course that. You know, churches are using all around the world, but you can start with the relationships course. And I want to encourage you to do it if it's just for you and your spouse or your family or friends uh, or your team. But get the leader's kit and get training so you can get started. Um, And I want to just thank you so much for being with us. Honey, you want to say any final words here before we go? No. Thank you so much, honey. So may the Lord bless you, everybody. And may the Lord keep you. And may the Lord give you grace to, to love and lead like Jesus and give you grace that these skills may be means and vehicles in his hands to really shape you into the image of his son, Jesus. God bless everybody. Great to be with you.